This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is about relationships, how to build mindful and healthy relationships, not just romantic relationships, though that's what spurred this topic for me this week, but maybe it's you building a relationship with a coworker or building a new partnership or investing in a friendship. If we're not able to be mindful and examine relationships, be discerning in our investment of our time and energy towards others then we're likely wasting time and not taking notice of their behaviors, of their actions, and maybe some red flags. So I have a tendency to see so much potential in so many people, and it's become most obvious to me in my romantic partnerships that I need to be more discerning. And so this is a fresh topic um, and therefore a more vulnerable episode but one that's worthwhile closing out the year with. As you might have guessed, this is the last podcast episode of 2020. The podcast will skip one week and will resume the second week of January. Our agenda for today's episode is first how this topic became relevant to me, mindful and healthy relationship building, and three tips to build more mindful relationships. And last but not least, an excerpt from a culture wreck, which is slightly related, but a good one and a great one to maybe read during this holiday break if you have some downtime. If you've been enjoying this podcast and getting value from it, your support through donation would be hugely appreciated. Writing, researching, recording, and promoting this podcast each week is no small lift, and so your support makes a difference. To donate, go to anchor.fm backslash nostarvingartist backslash support. That link is included in the show notes. Also, if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it, please, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts makes a world of a difference. It helps people find the podcast. It helps us grow. Without further ado, let's get into it. How this topic became relevant for me. Oh, matters of the heart. Those are so heavy and it's tough to be productive and be so successful in our creative careers along our creative journeys when we are heartbroken and I spent the last few months living in La La Land around somebody who we could have potentially been something mind you we've never met they're away not in the country and so given travel stuff it yeah just ended and it's okay I just realized, Anissa, you're very mindful in many areas of your life, but with love and dating, it's not one of them. I was a sucker for rom-coms, romantic comedies growing up, 
which are always highlighting the importance of connection, meeting somebody that you really connect with and letting love carry you through that relationship, letting that beautiful connection evolve. But they never really show that evolution. Um, Usually it ends at just the connection, not at the building stage. And that's not working well for me anymore. It's really important for me to actually build relationships romantic with people that I'm compatible with, people who add value to my life, people that we're going to be dedicated to working through tough times. Because I tend to feel love for everyone, but my love shouldn't be tossed out and I shouldn't put it into the going down roads that are dead ends repeatedly. It's a good way to become a pretty scorned person, honestly, um, because yeah, it gets harder to rebound. It gets harder. Whether you're in a stable relationship or a marriage or a situationship or you're single, love, you know, is always going to be a thing. Our romantic connections with people tend to throw curveballs our way. Our relationships with people, period, maybe not even romantic, continue to challenge us. And they can be very disruptive to creative flow at times. And that's been my week of like noticing where my head space is at. And it's definitely not on creation for a change it's not on what I'm doing in the present moments kind of in this dream state of what could have been should have been whatever so yeah getting into partnerships uh, whether they are romantic or business or platonic or friendships with people that you can continue to build and invest in has so much value I think with kids Kids are a huge exception in my mind, and you might have recognized that if you listened to the last No Starving Artist podcast episode about the potential of kids. I think any investment in kids is always worth it. Um, (laughs) I'm fully biased. I believe in the endless potential of children, and um, even if it feels like it's wasted energy, giving advice, giving guidance, sharing love, spreading, spreading light, I don't think it is. I think it goes far um, with men in dating for me. It's definitely not really gone too far. Um, And with this awareness of my problems, and this is a more exposing one, I am getting help, expert help. I am in therapy focused on this specific area of my life, dating, while also being in the practice of online dating and learning online and reading literature on healthy relationships and I came across an analogy on YouTube which I appreciate. I shared this one on TikTok and maybe on my Instagram as well but this analogy I think is helpful when thinking about any kind of relationship. When you first meet somebody you hit it off you're like whoa you and me could be something. Well Matthew Hussey a love scholar slash YouTube personality mentions that a connection is similar to a plot of land and building a relationship with somebody. The relationship is a castle and you can have a beautiful plot of land with rivers and trees and it's just such an amazing connection. When you meet this person, you're like, wow, there's so much opportunity and potential. There's something magical around this, but you might not dig into it um, and you can start building on that plot of land Um, but if they're not building too that's unrequited love 
that's you in a solo ship. <laughs> so I know friends who feel like they start a business partnership with somebody and they find themselves carrying all the weight. They, that person seems so interested. There was so much that they talked about that was like very inspiring. But then when it came to doing the work, they were pulling all of the weight and they realized, oh, I actually found somebody who has similar skills to me and they're not actually willing to compliment me in delivering on some other things that are necessary for us to be successful. And so with relationships, yeah, you can be there and you can be building by yourself. And that's never going to work out because if you're working to build a castle, then you need two active builders. You might have a fight and that's like a wall that gets knocked down and crumbles and two active builders need to be in place to rebuild. You have to have people on board to build and get to that castle state but a lot of us get caught up in that beautiful plot of land all the potential of this plot of land and that's what it is it is potential we're socialized to be obsessed with potential it's very ingrained in romantic comedies as I mentioned it's also very ingrained in other marketing things um it's just very easy to get obsessive around romantic sparks and connection and dream state and really indulge in it so I'm learning that it's valuable to also be heavily discerning of where we invest our time when it comes to building long-term relationships and if someone is to bring unique strengths and skills to the table if they're able to add value to your life if they provide you a unique perspective if they're willing to do a lot of work then that's you know really good sign of somebody that is deeply invested that they're a builder and we deserve to be in long-term relationships with people who are down to build and work through tough times so this next section is going to focus on some reflection questions mainly that are quite simple. When we find ourselves getting caught up in the potential of things, how we can kind of ground ourselves in the reality of situations, come down to earth, evaluate not only pros and cons, but how we feel. So there's always a balance between the intuitive and the intellectual. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. Three tips for building healthy and mindful relationships. Minding potential versus reality. So these three tips are really simple and the reflection questions themselves are very simple. And I think that's a good thing. Not too much to think about, hopefully enough to just keep top of mind. Number one, evaluate actions over words. So when we first meet people, we're very excited, I hope, when we find that we have such a great connection. 
But in the words of Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. So despite what words might be exchanged, evaluate and observe their actions. So to do this, it requires us to also have understanding of what we need. What are your needs? What are you actually seeking? What is something that you're looking for? What are your non-negotiables? In the older dating world, as I am entering, it seems that it is very necessary to know from past experiences, hopefully, what your non-negotiables are. Maybe that's kids, maybe that's um, proximity, maybe that's uh, around certain values, but actually having those in mind helps us be discerning. If somebody doesn't really align to those and we know that they're make or break deals for us, then going down the avenue of exploring a relationship with somebody who you're going to maybe resent because they're not showing up for you in a way that you had wanted or they're not falling through on something can be really avoided by understanding what are your needs how can you write them down communicate them and understand which ones are non-negotiables and which ones are just wants two you can also reflect on if they affirm some of your existing values and going back to communicating your actual wants have you verbalized those? Sometimes we feel like we've non-verbally communicated our wants or desires or our needs, but have they actually been explicitly shared? There's no harm in sharing things and being upfront, being really honest and transparent. It will serve you in the future. And then really just understanding if they're on the same page with those. Are their actions then matching? That they're on the same page with those you might have talked about building a particular business in a particular way and yeah, in actuality, they're deviating and moving in a different direction. I experienced this in past work experiences where it's like a job opportunity with this startup within Google Startup Incubator and they were so values oriented, but then when push came to shove and there was a lot of executive pressure to make money from this business venture, and they were moving in that direction, which actually completely moved them away from the mission of solving a lot of food equity issues in the U.S. So it was a situation where there was an incongruency between the actions and the direction they were moving in and the initial vision and what I bought into. So we can always do this. Our relationships are not too different our partnerships versus our business relationships versus our romantic relationships, there still needs to be a mutual foundation of ability to communicate our needs and our wants and share values. So that is number one, evaluate actions over words, but still communicate your words. Number two tip is to take space for reflection. So what I'm proud of myself for doing this time around in approaching dating is bringing in expert advice and actually taking space to self-reflect more often so that we can know how we feel. Maybe you're meeting somebody. How do you feel after leaving them? Do you feel like you're in a higher energy state, a lower energy state? Do you feel more calm? Do you feel more anxious? Do you feel more secure? 
Do you feel like things are progressing? Do you feel like you're uncertain? All of that matters. And you can also make a moment to reflect on your pros and cons and your wants and desires and see how much of those are being fulfilled. Think about, are you still finding your independence and do you feel you're able to still fulfill your own personal needs and your wants? Because no matter what we're doing in partnership with other people, whether it is collaborative or solo, in a romantic relationship especially, you're still an individual. And it's very important for you to remain a whole person and continue to build on yourself. And if you are not given space to reflect, then you will feel yourself maybe being suffocated or maybe losing your sense of self, etc. So do you feel like you're still able to fulfill your independent wants and needs? Does this collaboration, partnership, meeting of the minds make you feel more expansive or contracted? And think about thinking, yeah, bringing in third parties to reflect with too. Taking space for reflection means that maybe you're sharing updates with friends or family or coworkers or a therapist on things that you might see as a yellow flag or a red flag and evaluating which is which. I've absolutely loved this experience of having a therapist on board with me because I'm saving so my so much mental space bringing things up to them and verbalizing, hey, this didn't sit well with me, that did sit well with me. And the value of bringing it to somebody who's outside of my life, whose objective is if I end up in a long-term relationship with somebody, I sometimes don't really want my friends to be tainted with all the petty details of things that irritated me or bothered me, but actually weren't that important in the long scope of things. And so that's why it's been quite nice to approach things in that way. And last but not least, take things slowly. What's the rush? In building any relationship and starting any partnership, there's probably so much value in taking space and evaluating and reflecting and therefore taking it slow. Understand what is the cadence of meeting this person or working with this person that allows you to have a mindful perspective. How much breathing room do you need to be grounded? Really understanding what that looks like. Maybe it's meeting once a week. Maybe it's meeting twice a week. Maybe it's not texting regularly. I am not a big texter. Don't really enjoy it. And I know that about myself, so being really honest, because I cannot sustain that practice. Do you feel pressured on on the other party by the other party to continue to engage? or to move at a faster rate? Do you feel you can take things at your own pace? How does taking it slow feel? What does that space create? Do you feel you're detached? Do you feel more objective? How can, by taking it slow, things be more sustainable? So, I, you know, the old tortoise and the hare telling, where ultimately the hare is in a race with the tortoise and the and the hare is very confident and overconfident, cocky, runs ahead and then, you know, takes a break, goes, chills, gets a matcha because the tortoise is going so slow in its race and it's like, eh, might as well enjoy this, milk it. 
then runs over here, sprints over there, and you know what ends up happening? The tortoise wins the race slowly, steady, with a lot of mindfulness. The tortoise makes its way across the finish line as I forget what happens, but the hare gets caught up in another um, escapade. It, maybe it's getting a latte this time around or getting a massage. It feels so at ease and comfortable because it expedited and it slowed down and ups and down. But um, <laughs> in reality, that's not actually what happened to the hare. The hare didn't go get a matcha and a massage and then lose the race. But the hare was overconfident and cocky and deviated and was in a rush and didn't have a level of groundedness and mindfulness in approaching the race at hand. So how can you build sustainable, lasting relationships? Not sparks, just fires that can have a slow burn. So, uh, yeah, we are all deserving of amazing love and healthy relationships and staying grounded and mindful and all of these things, which is slightly related to our culture egg. So I'll share that now. We are always in a process of learning ourselves. I am always in a process of learning myself. This podcast is very much about self-development, though it is also about our creative journey, which is always a journey of understanding ourselves and observing the world around us and understanding how we can bring value, our creative expression into this space. Last month, I finished the book Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. She is an amazing author who's also written Untamed and another of other things. And this book in particular, Love Warrior, is focused, it's a memoir, and it's focused on marriage and self-discovery. It is not too deeply related to building lasting, mindful, long-term relationships, but quite the opposite, how to be in a unconsciously toxic, uh, addictive state that's painful and brutal and how to come out the other side I really recommend the book I think that her writing is deeply insightful and I love the way that she explores love and explores personal beauty one of the quotes that she shares in this book among many amazing quotes but this one resonates with me deeply We are always working to become our most beautiful selves. We are deserving of that. And Glennon Doyle says that beautiful means full of beauty. Beautiful is not about what we look like on the outside. Beautiful is about what you're made of. Beautiful people spend time discovering what their idea of beauty on earth is. They know themselves well enough to know that they love And they love themselves enough to fill up on a little of their particular kind of beauty each day. So whether beauty to you is reading books, exploring the internet, building a business, taking time to meditate, take care of yourselves, that is a ritual to fill up on beauty. I think one of the best ways to stay most mindful and grounded in approaching relationships and approaching life is to continue to fill up on beauty and continue to fill our cup up as Oprah says when our cup overfloweth with love then we are you know able to really 
give and show up to others when you feel like your cup is not full it's really hard to be loving um so get to a point where your cup is overflowing again the three tips to building healthy and mindful relationships minding potential versus reality is to one evaluate actions over words two take space for self-reflection three take it slow and relating to our culture rec is to continue to fill up on beauty whatever that looks like for you i hope you enjoy this holiday time make it full of beauty take care of yourselves take time for yourselves thank you so much for listening to this podcast all 2020 if this is the first episode you've listened to recommend looking back you can see how the podcast has definitely evolved into i think a better state grateful to be a resource to you during this time as we are both on our creative journeys your support is appreciated at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support you can find me i'll be posting over this holiday period at anisa benitez on instagram or tiktok follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com you're no starving artist and i'm so grateful to have had this year with you i appreciate you